0: Does God care about children? Of course He does. And He does some amazing miracles for them at times. We're going to share some of those stories next on this episode of Better Life Today. This podcast is brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Since 1990, Better Life has been providing Bible-based religious programming to the public. For more information, including how you can view Better Life's channels on your TV or digital device, how you can contact us or even how to make a donation, please visit blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. And now, here's today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Better Life Today. With me is Sayuti Rodriguez. Hello, Sayuti. Hello. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Today, we're having a very special program. Yes, we are. We're excited about it.
1: Oh, yes.
0: We're doing another in our episode of Stories of Faith. But in this particular episode, we're going to focus on what God has done for children and youth. That's right. It's always special to talk about God's tender, loving care Mm -hmm. for young people. And Saidi, we have a special verse today that talks about Jesus's care and interest in young people.
1: That's right. And it's found in Matthew 18, verse 2 to 6. And it says, Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. I like the fact that Jesus took the child as an object lesson and said, Okay, look at this right child. In the this is uh-huh. what you need to know. And then he told those things. And you know, we have a soft spot in our heart for children. Mm -hmm. And you in particular, you and your husband have been doing a ministry that I have just found so interesting. I always talk to you about it and say, what's happening this week? What's happening today? And that is you've taken in some foster kids. That's right. What's that been like?
1: It's been... It's been a roller coaster, <laughs> but it's been wonderful. And we were just talking about this. You learn lessons that you never knew were to be learned. And um, it's been a, a good experience, uh, a blessing for us, and we love these kids.
0: And it's probably taught you some patience. Yes. Uh, what, is, what is that like when you have to learn, uh, you know, having, having nobody in the home one day and the next day you got two little ones running around, yeah. that's got to really tax your patience sometimes.
1: You know, every night I go to sleep and I think, Lord, you have to deal with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think of how he takes care of us, discipline and patience, you know, and it's just a never ending learning experience with That's that. right. Yes.
0: Well, the other day, Sayuri, you shared something with me. Uh, Actually, I saw the little video clip on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I said, would you please share it with our TV audience? And after a little prodding and a little pleading, she finally agreed to. Yes. What was was this clip you shared about?
1: Well, first of all, the kids, um, well, they have a background. And it's sad experiences that have happened to them. Mm -hmm. And sadly, sometimes something will trigger and they go back to being scared mm-hmm. or angry. Mm-hmm. And lately, we had been dealing with a lot of anger from the little one mm-hmm. and, um, and a lot of fear from our little girl.
0: So the boy is a little younger. Yes, he the is. The girl's the older one. Okay. Yes.
1: He's five. She's six. Oh. And so, um, so the other day, we're sleeping. And every single night, almost every single night, somebody will wake up crying and and I go and I'm there with them and we pray and then I say your turn to my husband and (laughs) then he goes but this time out of the blue I feel a little you know bump and just kind of moving me around and I looked and it was our little girl and she's crying and she says I'm scared mommy I'm scared I'm scared can I please sleep with you guys Mm -hmm. and so that was shocking she had never done that before Mm -hmm. and um, Usually she's the one that even if she's scared, she stays in bed, and maybe she'll just say mommy a little bit, but she doesn't really show that. So it it was big, and Mm -hmm. we talked about it, we prayed, we sang, and then she went back to bed. Um, So then something happened in the morning, and not only in the morning, but throughout the day, and that's why I made that That's
0: why we wanted to show it. Now, for our audience, because these are foster kids, we can't say their names, Mm -hmm. and we can't show their faces. But in spite of those uh, having to work around that, Sayuri managed to tape this little um, explanation of what happened. And so we want you to see that right now.
1: Hello, friends. We're here in our little girl's room and we have a little story that we want to share with you. It happened yesterday, um, Sabbath here at home, but also at church. And it's a story of God's love. And this is what happened. So I was trying to get ready. Um, We were trying to get ready. And we told the kids, you know, in the meantime, talk to Jesus and talk to him and tell him, you know, could you talk to us as well? So we're gonna open our Bible and we want you to talk to us, something specific for each one of us. So they were there, I came back, and first we went to our little boy's room. When we went to our little boy's room, this is what he had in his Bible, this picture right here. And this is the picture of who? David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. What about this story? It was nice and it was a miracle. Uh-huh, because he said, you know, there's a little boy and he reminds me of me. And then there's a big giant. And he said, sometimes I feel that the big giant is what? the anger anger because he gets angry very easily and he felt that that was his giant he said i need to get rid of the giant and i said how are you going to do that and he said well if you see that i'm going to get him with the sword and he said and i think that the sword is the bible the bible he said so he felt that jesus was telling him that but then it came time to go to our little girl's room and when we went there this is the picture that you showed me right Mm -hmm. And this is a picture of a man that was healed. And what did you feel that Jesus was telling you, honey? That he's going to heal my heart someday. That he's healing your heart already, right? And he's going to heal it completely someday. But also here, as you can see, it says that Jesus told him, don't be afraid. And the night before, she had had a nightmare and she had even come to a room. So she was feeling that God was telling her, Don't be afraid, everything's gonna be okay. Then we went to church and when we get to church, there's this uh, beautiful grandma and the kids love her and her name is Miss Angela. And she said, I have a gift for the kids, but you can tell them when to have it. I'm gonna give it to you and then you let them know. And I said, you know, let's just open it right now. So we open it and you're not gonna believe what was in there. The first thing that was there was this and it was a little book for the little boy. And he was like, what? The same story, the same story that Jesus pointed me to this morning. And then what did she give you? This is the one that she gave you, right? And it was also the same story that she was given by Jesus in the morning, right? And, and mm-hmm. it was a miracle. It was a miracle, yes. So friends, we want to invite you, whatever kind of Bible you have, the kids have this beautiful Bible here, but if you have other kinds of Bibles, God wants to speak to us. Yeah, Even like Bible, this one. The little one, yeah. And God wants to speak to all of us. He wants us to talk to him. And how do we talk to him, honey? We? We play. Uh-huh. We, and how does he talk to us? He talks to us. in the Bible. Yeah. So we're going to pray with you one last thing that we're going to do, and we thank you for listening to our story. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this wonderful day. Help our friends to... Uh, to talk to Jesus. To talk to Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: That is just precious. Isn't Lady, it? They are so cute. Once again, <laughs> we couldn't show their face or, or name them yes. because they are foster kids, but just to see them interact with you in that way was just beautiful. Yeah.
1: And you know, I asked them because she kept saying, why did, Why are you calling me little girl? Just call me my name. <laughs> and I explained to her and she knows. And so I said, you know, um, I want to share this with some of my friends. I said, not everybody. I said, it's going to be close. And I said, but I want them to see because then maybe they're going to start reading their Bible, knowing that God is talking to them. And she said, share this with everybody. She (laughs) said, everybody needs to know, so it was so
0: cute. (laughs) That is great. I appreciate you sharing that part of Mm -hmm. your uh, family with us. Well, we have some more stories. Let's talk about some more times that God has stepped in and helped somebody, young people and children. Mm -hmm. The next story I found came across, a friend sent this to me, I think I saw it on Facebook, and uh, he runs a ministry that works in Asia and this story came out of Asia, actually out of the Philippines. Okay. And it was with a group of people that I have a hard time pronouncing their name. Can you help me? <laughs> yes. Do you remember what that okay, was? Okay,
1: so let's see, Is the Mangayan.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll take your explanation. You. And this was in the Philippines, and it was an isolated group. They're not well educated, they're kind of way off in the back, and so they've even come to the place where they're wary, I think, of strangers because they get taken advantage of, mm. because they don't know everything and they don't have all the, all the resources that other people have. So they're cautious, which is good. Mm-hmm. You need to be cautious. Mm-hmm. Well, some of our missionaries went into work and they said, can we teach your children? And so the elders or whoever of the um, village said, you can teach our children, but you can't talk to them about God. Mm. We, we wanna stay with our own religion, don't do that, but you can teach them the other stuff. So they came in and started teaching. But you know, after a while, the, the, the young people started seeing the lives of these people and they were attracted to it and they wanted to be Christians. And this happened over some time. And they finally, the young people went to them and said, would you please baptize us? Well, they couldn't just go out and baptize them in the public because it would cause quite a stir in the village. Right. They said, okay, we'll baptize you at night. Hmm? So they went out and okay. they were baptized at night, but it didn't get kept a secret. Oh and they got caught and brought uh, you know, before the village and it was decided that they were to be punished. And this is the punishment they did to them. They said, we're gonna take you, tie your feet to a log and deprive you of food and water and every hour or so, we're gonna lift that log a little higher and we're gonna ask you if you, you know, recant. If not, the, the log goes higher and pretty soon the people would be hanging upside down. No food, no water, hanging upside down. And this could last for 24 hours or longer. So the young people got put on this little thing. It's like a little torture device kind of, wow. started lifting them up. And you know, what, what was God gonna do about this? Well, the most interesting thing happened. Hmm. While they were receiving their punishment, all of a sudden a man enters the village who looks like a villager, but a very old villager. Hmm. Now in this culture, old people, older people are especially revered, yeah, you know, respect respected, big respect. This man comes in, walks right up to where they're, right by where they're doing their punishment, and he looks at them, and he says, let those children down. Mm. They have done nothing wrong. And then he keeps walking. And the people are so freaked out, or you know, so in awe of this man, they do what he says. Right away, and yes. they start to follow him, and he disappears. Mm. They lose him. And it seems a mysterious kind of thing. Well, the missionary said, this must have been an angel, yes. a very unusual angel yes. <laughs> in the form of an old villager, maybe. <laughs> um, but they said, uh, but the uh, young people were asked, you know, um, what did you think about this? The ones who had, were being punished. And one little girl said, I wasn't afraid because God is with me. Aww. And you know, and that just was a real boost to their, to their um, faith. Amen. So God, in some way, whether it was an angel or an old man, God sent somebody to say, stop it, leave them alone.
1: Yes. Isn't that wonderful? It is, it reminds me of a Bible verse that says something like, you know, be careful in touching one of my little ones, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. God takes care of his children. That's
0: right. Yes. We are to protect young people. Mm-hmm. And as an adult or as an older person, our job is to protect them and mm-hmm. watch after them. And the Lord will hold us um, accountable. responsible, yes. accountable for, for watching over his, his children. That's right. Well, you have a story, too.
1: I do have a story. And this was not an old man that showed up. (laughs) It was actually, well, I'll tell you later. But um, So this happened to me when I was a little girl. Uh Um, I was maybe like seven or eight years old. And I have a younger sister. She's two years younger. And we used to have this big doll, like big, this big. Mm -hmm. And her name was Susanna, the doll's name. And we would bring Susana with us everywhere we went. There was one day that I remember we were at home, and we decided, my sister and I, um, our parents would give us coins, and we would keep them, and we would save them. And we had enough coins to go and get candy. That was our plan. And so I remember. Um, my sister and I thinking, why wait until Sunday? Because Sunday, my parents will take us and we could buy a little something. And why wait till Sunday, we said, when we could go today? We know where the store is at. (laughs) And my mom had always been like, don't get out of the house. you know. Always come, talk to me, and then maybe we'll go. Or this time, we we did not listen to my mom. Mm. And I remember taking my little sister and saying, let's just go. It's like two blocks away. And um, we took Susana with us. So here's my little sister, Susana. We're both holding the big doll. So the
0: big doll's between us. The big doll's between us, yes.
1: And we started walking up to the, we did the first block. Mm -hmm. When we got to the corner, there was a man there who got out of his car and he said, "Um, hi, girls. And kind of like, hi. And he said, "Um, you know, I'm looking for a street. It's um, street number 38. We were, like, in 32, 32nd Street. And I knew that there were only 35 Street. You know, it was just it would just go up to 30, the thirty-five Street. And I remember thinking, well, I mean, if it's 38, it must be all the way up there. You know, maybe we've never been there. And I remember telling him, I don't know, but it must be all the way up there. And he says, I'm going to get lost. Could you come with me? Oh, you're kidding. If you come with me, I'll give you candy. how old were you again I was like seven so I'm thinking more candy right (laughs) my sister too but then at the same time you know God just impressed us. my mom always said be careful with strangers don't talk to strangers and it was one of those temptations that children get that I remember thinking "Ah, candy no candy I mean we have the coins and so I remember saying no Mm. and and we left and and we went to the store but we didn't know that he was looking. Every single step we made, he he stayed there. He looked at us. We went to the store, um, got our candy, came out of the store, walked back, and that same corner, he's still there. And now he's closer. Before he was close to his car. This time he's like actually on when where we were gonna pass by, and he said, um, "Oh, you guys got candy. You could get much more," he said. He said, if you take me to the place that I need to go to, um, I'll give you lots more money. You could even buy the whole store. And by then, it was like, no, we need to get out of here. And so we said, no, thank you, and started walking away. And he grabbed my arm. He said, you need to take me. You need to be a good girl. Your mom has taught you to be a good girl. And just very, you you need to come and kind of pulling me. And that's when I believe my sister says she started praying. I was praying, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, with Susana, we kind of kicked him, <laughs> and right here on his chin, you know. Uh-huh. And he was just—it was so hard that we kicked him with the doll, the big doll—that yeah. um, he let go. And that's when we started running, and we could tell that we could hear the steps, so he was running after us. But the whole time. I remember thinking, I'm sorry, Jesus. Please help us. Please help us. We shouldn't have come to the candy, you know, to get candy. Please help us. And my little sister, you know. And I remember holding my sister's hand. Mm-hmm. I don't remember holding Susanna's hand, you know. Yeah. But yet when we got there, Susanna was still with us, <laughs> you oh. know, the doll. So I don't know if my sister grabbed and Susana. Susanna. But we always remember that experience and how God saved us from being kidnapped. Um, and it was at the, around that time that there were so many kidnaps going on everywhere, you know, kidnapping here and there. And so I believe that God protected us in a very special way.
0: Wow. That and your mom even didn't even know oh, where you were.
1: No, she did not. Did you tell her? We did tell her and she was very upset. <laughs> she <laughs> I would was imagine. very upset. Yes.
0: Well praise yes. the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's another story that I wanted to share, and this one came from a friend, my friend Juanita. Mm. And she has run ministries up in New York City. She's run ministries down in the Florida Keys. And and she shared a story a little while back that I just thought was so amazing I had to share it with you. I'll give you the thumbnail sketch of it. She was at a um, church doing a presentation. I think it was a Haitian church in New York City back when she was running a van ministry there that they would go out and help people on the street. And when she was there talking at the local church one Sabbath, they had finished the service and they were gonna go downstairs to have a fellowship meal together in the basement. But on the way that the um, pastor's wife stopped her and said, there is a lady here with her husband. They have a very sick baby. Will you pray with her? And of course Wendy said, I will. And so they went down and they found the lady back at a piano bench in the corner of the room. And so before people started eating, before they had prayer for the food, she went over there and she saw the baby and she saw that yes, this baby's very sick. Mm -hmm. She said it almost looked like her eyes were rolled back. Mm -hmm. She asked what happened, the baby uh, had been, or she was told what happened maybe, the baby had been sick for like a week with a burning, burning fever. And finally somebody had told the parents, you better get that baby to the hospital or uh, you you could lose her. And so they were on their way to the hospital when they stopped at the church, but they saw the church and they said, first let's have somebody pray for them, then we'll take her to the hospital. Mm. So Juanita reaches down to touch the baby's arm. And the minute she does, it's burning hot, first of all. Mm. Second of all, the baby starts screaming. And she goes, oh, Juanita thinks to herself, Jesus, if only you were here, your touch would not bring screaming from the child. So Juanita begins to pray, but before Juanita prays, she first asks God, please forgive Mm -hmm. my sins the sins of the parents please we want to stand before you um in in unity with you and so she did that then she had prayer for the child and right after that she was called to give the i think the prayer for the meal so and people wanted her to sit down with them and so she had to leave the child which she really didn't want to she, her heart was with that poor little mm-hmm. child but while she was sitting at her table a little ways away she looked over and the mother started mouthing the words the fever's gone and she looked down and the baby was starting to cry out, but more of a cry, you know, when a ch- child's antsy as opposed to when they're sick. And so Juanita tells the mom, go get her some food. Mm-hmm. And so she, Juanita goes back to the adults and works with them. Then she looks over again and the mom's holding up an empty plate. The baby ate all the food. Uh-huh. She couldn't believe it. So she broke away from the adults at some point, uh-huh. went over to the baby, touched her. Completely cool. Yeah. And there was no, you know how fevers break, I guess sometimes there's sweat. they sweat, none of that. The fever was just gone and they couldn't believe it. You know what they did, they went up afterwards, after the meal, they went back up to, the, to church so the parents could tell the church members what had happened wow. and they shared the miracle. And while they were trying to share, the little girl was trying to wiggle out and get down and finally broke loose and started running down the church aisle laughing and clapping. It was a total change. Wow. She had arrived at the church like on death's door, it would seem. And just, you know, minutes later, she's running up and down the church, giggling, laughing like a healthy wow. young girl. The Lord had instantly healed her. And, I, you know, I could just imagine I wanted to see someday the recording of the Lord coming down mm-hmm. and heal that child. Mm-hmm. But that was a, um, an act of faith that the church yes. members just really loved. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, one thing I forgot to mention about our, our story before is that my mom had been praying at that moment for us. And at that very moment, at that very moment, she said she was praying for my brothers name by name. Uh-huh. And then we came into the prayer and God answers our prayers and parents prayers, um, which reminds me of a story that my sister shared with me uh, when she had her first baby, Samantha. Uh, this little girl, she's adorable. And when she was a baby, um, they would speak to her in sign language. Oh. And so and she would answer back. And um, And one day, she must have been like 9, 10 months old. And my sister had her, had her in the car. They drove someplace. And once they got to this place, it was a hot day. Um, my sister was trying to get all the things together before getting out of the car, You know the bag, baby bag and all those things. And when she came out of the car, she, she closed the door to go to the back door and get the baby. And realized, the moment she closed the door, realized, I left the keys inside. Uh-huh. And it's one of those cars that as soon as you lock one ca- one door, pluck, pluck, all the doors get locked. Uh-huh. And she's thinking, oh, no, the baby's inside. And the baby starts crying. And she's thinking, how am I going to get her out? She's desperate, just looking at her baby there. And the baby's crying and she's pointing, you know, in sign language saying, help, help, help. Oh. You know, and my sister just, she just had to do something and she's praying to the Lord. She realized that the only opportunity that she had, and nobody was around. It was a place where there was nobody around. Um, there was this little bit of opening in her door, and the driver's door. And she thought, "I'm not going to make it. You know how? You know I barely make it." And she starts praying, "Lord, my baby, my baby, you need to help me with my baby. It's a hot day. I need to get her out of there as soon as possible." And she says she tried, and it was, and she was so desperate. She said. Father, give me a miracle right now." Mm. And she says, she put her hand in this little, just little thing opening like this, her. little opening, and she says, I don't know how, all I remember is seeing my hand go in, open the door, and get out, she said, and and just getting my baby right away, she said, but, and crying and just saying, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you. And then she went back to look, yeah. and it was still just a tiny little, she's like, how did I get in there? And that was just God answering a prayer for a mother.
0: Friends, if you need the Lord's help, ask for it. Mm-hmm. There are things that God does for us that He, he responds to us asking yes. that would not be done normally. We need to pray. He does things for us just out of His love. Yes. But there are times we need to ask for help. That's and right. And we should. That's right. I'm going to tell you a quick story that happened to a summer camp. Down in Southern California, there's a summer camp. Now, if you're up in the uh, Pacific Northwest, you have to imagine a summer camp where it's pretty dry, almost deserty. The summer camp down in Southern California, this was an Adventist summer camp. And they were back in about 1970. And they were, had the kids there in the summer. The guys go up into one village. The girls go to the other village. And their kids, I don't know what age group, maybe 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere like that. And they're up there for the summer. They maybe stay for a week or two have a great time, they have all the activities, and each cabin has a counselor and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, one morning, they were getting ready to go, and they went out there, and all of a sudden, they were trying to use the shower, and only a trickle was coming out. And up at, that was at the girls' uh, village. Up at the boys' village, there was no water. Oh. They said, what's going on here? They started to do some checking and found out the water tanks had just gone down. I don't know, it must have been a dry summer. Mm-hmm. Um, the wells were apparently drying up. And they said, what are we gonna do? And the kids were starting to notice So the camp director got together and said, you know, we need to have a season of prayer. So keep the kids calm, don't make a big thing of it. Tonight we'll get together and we'll pray. That was that night. So they got together and they started praying. And they said, Lord, um, when the kids were asleep, the counselors got together, the camp director was there. They started praying earnestly, Lord, we need help. We'll have to close the camp. They checked out and found out that uh, they couldn't get local water. It wasn't available. The water that was a little further away, they couldn't get for two days and it was very expensive to get it. Mm. And they said, well, we're stuck. If we can't get it locally and we gotta wait two days and the kids need water, we'll have to close camp. They said, we're in a, we're in a, a hard place here. Uh, and they, they came to the conclusion that if the Lord doesn't work a miracle, we're closing, that's it, so they prayed that night. Wow. The kids were asleep, the counselors went back to the cabins, uh, two went back to the cabins to kind of watch the kids, one for the guys, one for the girls, they were praying, One of the counselors went to look at the water tanks right after they had prayed. And do you know what they found? Water was overflowing out of the top. Now there were other people who needed water too. It wasn't just them. Mm -hmm. There were other people in the area that needed water. Apparently this was an area wide thing. And yet at their camp, what had been nearly empty was now overflowing with water and they were able to keep going. That's God. Isn't that amazing? That is and he good. did that for the children. Yes. He did that for the kids.
1: Amen.
0: You know, it's important Sayyidi, that we teach children how to have faith, yes. how to go to God when we're in mm-hmm. trouble. And they learn by example. Mm-hmm. You have to show them how it's done. Yes. You know how it is when you're uh, an older person, you fall back on what your parents did to you, mm-hmm. how you raise the kids, how you do certain things. It falls back. Imagine the kids knowing how to, how to have faith in God. They'll fall back on what their parents taught
1: mm-hmm. them. That's so, right. That's
0: right. Well, we have a minute or two left. Do you have a last word?
1: I just want to encourage all of you to continue um, lifting up the children. Uh, We're living in a very difficult time, and uh, the more we pray for them and with them, the more they are protected.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Visit our webpage at blbn.org. That's blbn.org. Better Life Broadcasting Network. There you'll find more information about the ministry and other programs we think you'll enjoy. You can also send us a note via our webpage, and we'd love to hear from you. Better Life also has a YouTube channel that you can access by going to youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. That's youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to search for all the Better Life TV podcasts. Until next time, God bless.